Hey everybody, I'm Nick Davis. Welcome to Simply Not Easy, the podcast about simple action steps to improve the journey of your life as I work to improve the journey of my own. Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to Simply Not Easy. Hope you all having a great day out there today. Out here in a Focus Friday, where hey, it's my wild card day, we'll do what we want to do. But then again, just about every day is for me. So today on the date marks exactly my one year anniversary of starting my first physical therapy job. Um, I took a little while after taking the board exam after getting certified, do a little bit of vacation, do a little bit of kind of traveling around, seeing some people before I hit the other side of the country. And that was good for me. It was real special, important for me to be able to do those things. So I took a job mid-late January out here in LA at a sports clinic. And it was fantastic. Absolutely uh, love a lot of parts of it. Gives me a ton of freedom to practice how I want to. We've got a few other real good clinicians here. Um, So kind of good to collaborate with them and everything. And I'm fortunate that I'm still in this job, right? You know, when I was originally coming out, it was absolutely for the orthopedic residency program that I'm in and just finishing up and about to start the Spine Fellowship. So that is absolutely the main thing. And I was looking for another side job to pick up a few more hours, but very quickly realized that this other job became much more than just a side piece. You know, they really, uh, they complemented each other from being in a hospital setting out patient ortho clinic. Uh, where it's an absolutely incredible learning environment. Probably one of the better learning environments I've been in. And it's only going to continue to be. Comparing to the sports clinic where I have a lot of freedom, fun, just kind of messing around in an open gym environment, helping people get better. Right, there's a ton of strengths to build from both. So I just wanted to take the day, this moment, to reflect on a couple of the lessons that I've learned, a few of many, in kind of my first full year of practice as a physical therapist that are going to guide me continue throughout. And as I finished up PT school, my kind of phrase that I latch onto as I learned more about the body and our mind and resiliency is empowering people through movement, variability, and resiliency. All right, so we bend, not break with the wind. We develop that, self, that uh, sense of confidence within ourselves that we can adapt to life's crazy situations. And this entire year has absolutely been a year of adapting from going through this whole coronavirus thing for the majority of the year. So, some big takeaways for myself that I've learned along the way is that just like I spend the time physically evaluating people, evaluating their impairments, their function, what they want to get back to. With the same amount of focus and intentionality, I'm evaluating their psychological profile. What makes them them? What makes them tick? What they're striving towards, right? Their beliefs about themselves, their beliefs about the world around them, and how that shapes their experience. Because that is sometimes even more important but often just as important in the rehab plan of care too, to really make sure that we're addressing those things. Because if they've got a belief system where they're damaged, broken, and they don't have the capacity to heal or that they 
are in a situation they still need to wait for healing, right? Or this comes from some deeper rooted trauma or something else going on. I might only be addressing 30% of the major issue if I'm working on purely only a physical. And we need to do way better than that. Another big takeaway is, you know, they talk about as PTs to stay in your lane, to kind of do your job with a physical role, to not talk about medicine or imaging as much necessarily. And we are qualified, we are trained to talk about that. Now, are we qualified trained to tell people what to take from medication? We're definitely not trained to prescribe it, but we can have some influence there. And I think kind of helping people demystify this medical experience for them is a huge part of our job. And to demedicalize patients fast, where a lot of part of my approach and that I've developed into is I used to be extremely analytical and out, outwardly analytical and over-educating patients. And over-educating where the education didn't inherently provide extra value. You know, it's fine if, what I've learned is that the patients who want more are gonna typically ask us follow-up questions. Where so you give them something that they can understand, right? It's not about me lecturing and lecturing and lecturing and give them everything. And who knows what they retained. So check their retention level. You know, asking them something along the lines of, hey, if you go back home to your spouse or your, your parent or your kid, and they ask you, what's going on? Why, why are you going to PT? What are you gonna tell them, right? We're evaluating that sense of it for them. And so the other thing for me is to be way more specific, right? To get detailed in the assessment for both physical, psychological, or to make sure I'm treating that exact thing. Enough of this treating based on, you know, it's one thing to kind of treat, oh yeah, you have this diagnosis, so you typically have this issue, so I should treat it based on that. Nah, that's a bunch of BS, right? Find out what the issue is with that person. Enough of this diagnosis stuff. Find out what the issue is with that person. Find out what's the big thing you need to treat with that person. Other than make it happen. Other then get really good at prognosis for them too. Set those expectations up well. Well, you've got eyes in the sky. You've climbed to that mountaintop. You've climbed to get the view down. And you did that for them. So that way, you can let them know, you can tell them what they should expect along the way, what kind of ride it's gonna be. A lot of this for people is that they're weak or out of shape or that they have these patterns of movement or whatever, and they have an altered sense of reality. They have a sense of, oh yeah, I consider myself more of an active person. Okay, tell me what that means. Well, I can, I can stand up kind of quick and I can do some stuff and I can do these things and I move and I walk to the store or something. Okay, sure, we'll keep that part rolling for you. Um, but really make sure we dig deeper, get a better understanding. Other than intimately understanding all their pain locations, their body chart, knowing what interacts with what. All right, so that this triggers that, this triggers the other thing, which came first in the history, and really getting detailed to understand, hey, was there a trauma? Was there a mechanism of injury? How long ago was it? If not, if this is just some kind of insidious onset thing, typically, that tissue is really good to push into. And that's often one of the signs out of many that again, the nociceptive pain, kind of the pain output from 
fibers in the periphery is not the only or major indicator of that person's pain experience. So let's give the totality of it, right? What kind of elements of peripheral and or central sensitization is going on? What kind of somatic dysfunction in terms of just movement and sensory impairments, like poor movement patterns is going on? What kind of emotional cognitive function happens for them, right? What's that totality of the picture for them? And am I as a therapist actually addressing that for them? It's not about addressing everything at the same time, but a lot of what I've done recently is acknowledging for them, okay, is there something you're fearful of? And many times with a client on their fourth, fifth, sixth session, part of the discussion comes from, okay, they've improved this, that, this. I've trained my clients so they know what to tell me, anticipating to see the progress. And the ones who get on board that I can bring them on board do far better. But it's also about really, really, really making sure that you get what you need, right? We're the rehab professional here, not them. So yes, you want their opinion. Yes, you want uh, what they think a little bit. But ultimately, you or me are the ones making those decisions. We're the ones saying, hey, this is what you need to do. And I am way more comfortable now kind of holding that line. Whereas before, I think I catered to them a little bit too much. And I was like, listen, you told me you want to do this. You told me you care about this, right? This big kind of goal they have that they've got an emotional drive behind. In order to do this, these are the requirements of that task. You're not meeting them. Here's what we got to get to, right? So that relies on a strong objective exam, on good reassessment. That relies a lot on many, many things around us to have opportunities for. So, those are a few of my takeaways from this first full year of practice in the clinic, uh, both through my orthopedic residency program and a sports clinic here. Looking forward to many, many years of intentional practice and reflection up ahead. All right, y'all. Keep up the work at your practice, your art, whatever that may be. Simply not easy.